The Denver Broncos defense shined on day three of Broncos camps without the pads on. We talk about why that is the most important thing to note when we evaluate training camp going forward. Plus, Sean Payton had some regrets about the comments that he had mentioned. We'll dive deeper into that and much more in our observations of day three of Broncos camp on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Three thousand fans were back in attendance for the start of Denver Broncos training camp in the public eye. The Broncos defense shined on the day. Welcome into a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. You can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So do us a favor, make sure you hit that subscribe or that follow button down below so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, analysis, and more. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by my co host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Sarah, Day three of Broncos camp, the first open practice to the public. It was a very, very scorching morning in Dove Valley. But for the most part, the Broncos defense uh, depends on how you look at it, right? And we'll dive deeper into that. The Broncos defense, they shined here on day three in comparison to the offense. I think the most important thing when we talk about these training camp practices is the evaluation right now without pads. We have to really reel things in a little bit and say, okay, hey, these plays that this guy made. What would that look like in a real game situation with pads on? Something to keep in mind here as we get closer. July 31st is when the first day of pads will be thrown on for the Broncos next week. Everybody's just so hungry for football updates, right? We want to know who's making the plays and we want to know who's picking off passes. And it sounds like Caden Stearns maybe made the play of the day. Sounds honestly, like you said, the defense dominating out there. I saw tweets from you talking about a Damari Mathis making a PBU. I saw some stuff about Riley Moss making a PBU. So really good stuff from the defensive backs, it sounds like. And the way I'll, I'll let you describe that Caden Stearns interception, Cody, because it sounds like kind of a freak play that he made out there. And of course, we can't get enough of those. But ultimately, before you describe it, just want to chime in on what you said. Like, obviously, this is very early on in training camp, the observations and the things that are coming out. It's it's important to not make sweeping assumptions about anything, as even Sean Payton said it to the media today. And you were there, obviously. He's talking about how early on it is. He gets asked about specific players. He's like, well, it's early, you know, so no sweeping assumptions being made by any means, but certainly making some highlight plays that can't hurt your cause. No, it certainly can't. And look, it's easier, too, because I think we have to keep in mind, even though the Vance Joseph is the defensive coordinator, a lot of the structure, as as some guys like Zach Allen have said, or even Sean Payton said, a lot of the structure for the defense from last year is still in play. I mean, a, a majority of those starters are back. So for the defense to kind of be maybe ahead of the pack, I mean, this is normal at this point. But I don't want to say that, OK, hey, the Broncos offense looked terrible. Here's the reality of the situation. I think the quick passing game and even Payton himself they t- he touched on this in his post-practice press conference. The quick passing game is part of his arsenal, and I would say for the Broncos, that was effective. Can't go into details as to what they were doing and things like that, but it's getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. They did that effectively, but the defense, as you mentioned, they played a little bit tighter. They came up and had some PBUs. Now, play of the day, as you mentioned with Caden Stearns, 
there was a tipped pass uh, across the field and the ball was going away from Caden Stearns. He made an athletic play where he dove and kind of extended with one hand, reached underneath the ball to scoop it up. I mean, Troy Polamalu-esque in a sense, if everyone knows what interception I'm talking about here, it was a tremendous play, but for Caden continuing to demonstrate that, hey, he's confident in the position that he's in and if he can stay healthy, I think he will have a major impact at the safety position. But I think as well, some observations from camp. Let's get to some roster personnel moves here before we get into some of the dirt and what Sean Payton had brought up as well. Some personnel moves before practice. There were some number changes. J.L. Skinner goes from 46 to number 34, previously worn by Will Parks. And he's saying Bassey, who is now number 21. Michael Bandy, a new wide receiver who was added to the mix on the roster, former Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. He is wearing number 46 now. And in order to make room for him, the Broncos, they waved and released Nick Williams, who's just had this very interesting up and down start here before training camp. But the best news of the day from a personnel standpoint, Sarah, Kendall Hinton coming off the PUP list, getting back to Broncos practice. Cody, I think the Nick Williams thing is, I, I hate to say funny, it's almost its almost a sad situation. The guy doesn't know whether, it's like an NBA draft prospect, right, who's constantly like, what hat am I supposed to wear here? Am I on the team or not? But interesting moves for sure at the wide receiver position. Not sure what I was expecting with Kendall Hinton coming back, but it sounds like he was out there potentially in the mix for punt returns as well as Michael Bandy, as well as Marvin Mims being reportedly out there on the practice field. I know there was talk of him maybe missing a few days up to a week. Sounds like he's back out there. So really exciting limited. stuff, I guess, at the white limited. Yeah. in a limited basis, of course. So good to have the wide receiver group kind of expanding a little bit. As we talked a couple days ago about how geez, as you get to training camp, there's actually quite a few guys that aren't out there. So <laughs> now the Broncos seem to have a pretty full complement, And of course they're going at it with the defensive backs and, Little uh, little competition, I think, breeding between these guys, right? Some some back and forth, a little PBU by one guy, and then maybe a nice deep ball catch by somebody like Lil Jordan Humphrey, who's trying to make his case for a roster spot as well. So overall, love the competition we're already hearing about from this position group. It's important to have, and, and we'll dive into some other personal stuff coming up here in a little bit on today's episode, Locked On Broncos, but. Sean Payton, we, we got to hear from him uh, on Friday. We didn't get to hear from him on Thursday, the, the morning of the spicy comments in which we had talked about on yesterday's episode of the show for all you everydayers. Peyton did come out and said you know, he, he regrets the way that some of those things came out. He forgot that he, you know, he, he doesn't have his Fox hat on anymore. He's got his coaching hat. And obviously for him, he set expectations for players in the building. And he was very open and honest about that. But I still say, Sarah, and I think you're in agreement with me, Broncos fans are too. I don't think he was wrong in what he had said. Maybe he could have gone about it a little bit better, and that's something that he touched on. But one thing he did mention in that piece was he would be pissed if the Broncos don't make the playoffs. Here's what he had to say about really that expectation and why he has it for the Broncos. Listen, I, I, I'm not afraid of, of the expectation. We I've talked with several people about you know being used to contending for the postseason. You don't take it for granted, but... Um, that mindset needs to be present here. And and so, yeah, I, I, I see this as a team that has that ability. It's exciting, and I think it excites the players as well. Of course, you don't want to make any of these 
declarations that give teams bulletin. Obviously, he gave a lot of bulletin board material to the Jets, but going into a season, you don't want to be out there declaring, we're going to be Super Bowl champions. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Because then you set the expectations so high, you set yourself up for failure. I think it's fair for him to say, we we expect to be in this position because this is this is what we're going to do. We're going to put in the work to be this kind of team. We're going to do things differently. And really, ultimately, that's I think he's just a competitor, right? He talked to Jarrett Bell of USA Today and really made a lot of, you know, I, honestly, just borderline crazy comments of what we've ever heard from an NFL head coach. And yeah, he did come out and apologize for how some of it came across, but I didn't notice him taking any of it back, Cody. So I, like you said, I think what he said was right. It's just a matter of how much do you say that goes public and it's it, to me, the the playoff thing is the standout piece of all of this. Of course, everybody wants to talk about the drama, New York Jets, Nathaniel Hackett, this, that and the other. The standout piece is what Sean Payton said and reiterated the playoff expectations that remains. And it's not an internal thing. It's something that they're willing to talk about and willing to kind of stake his reputation on. That's an important thing to follow, and we'll obviously get a little bit more from Sean Payton as well. We talk about running backs, players who stood out. Well, we got to talk about the running backs, and Sean Payton shared his thoughts on that evaluation as well. You're going to get that on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And we're taking a look at quarterbacks and we look at volume and we look at value. Well, let's take a look at Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. When the top tier of quarterbacks is off the board in fantasy football drafts in 2023, there's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit your starting lineups every week. Driving a sleeker Jaguars offense that now features wide receivers Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence has top five scoring upside as a quarterback one. Expect Lawrence to keep living up to his immense arm and athletic talent and cruise to production that builds off his hot finish to last season. Benny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We got to hear from Russell Wilson on Friday. And Cody, I was listening to the presser with Sean Payton, and I heard you ask a great question about the running back position, the competition that's going on there, the sleepers that could emerge in that running back three spot. 
We're going to talk about that on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. But before we do, from Cody and I, I just want to say thank you to every single one of you that makes Locked on Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day, wherever and however you listen to podcasts. Thank you for joining us and thank you for making us part of your day. Or if you watch on YouTube as well, we love being able to engage in that way, whether you're jumping in the comments or whether you're part of our 10,000 plus subscribers now on YouTube. Such an amazing community. Thank you for being part of the family, participating in the discussion and listening in every single day, especially now that we're into training camp where we're hearing from the quarterback. We're hearing from the head coach. We're into football season now it feels like football's back Cody we got press conferences during the week with these two guys so obviously I think starting off with the running back position the question that you asked Sean Payton a very very good one and a fair one how do you evaluate these guys without the pads on especially these young players who are competing for a pretty important job I thought it was a great question you asked Thanks, my friend. And and look, here's the thing I will say so far. We already know what our expectations are for Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan's, right? We're, these are the top two backs here. Really, for that position specifically, we're focused on who's going to be RB3. And I can tell you this, just without the pads, Sarah, just seeing guys move, Tyler Beatty, Jaleel McLaughlin, these two guys look like the most explosive guys that they have behind those two guys that we're talking about with Javante and Samaje, whereas Tony Jones Jr. has more experience overall. I would say that really those two guys, if it were up to me just for my observation, Jaleel McLaughlin, Tyler Beatty, I feel like it's really between these two guys that are competing for that spot. But Sean Payton had a great answer to it, which really opens things up. It's hard to evaluate these guys without pads. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, you make a good point. We're, we're in this phase still. So we've yet to see any of these players with pads on. I've seen Tony because we had him in New Orleans. Um, and so I tell the coaches all the time, let's not you know, be instant evaluators. Let's be, let's be slow to judge. Let's rotate these guys through with the first and second and third groups. Let's not you know, get stuck on where we think guys might be. And then gradually, we'll have a chance. Right now, it's, what are you doing? Do you know how to get lined up? Do you understand what we're doing? So that when you do have the pads on and we're in those preseason games or scrimmages, that because it's hard to evaluate someone if, if they're having trouble learning what to do or if they're slow to do it. And so uh, it is a little early. But they're, they're certainly bright, willing to learn. They're working hard. Um, that's kind of where they're at. Sarah, how, how do you open up with your thoughts on that? Because I think he makes a really great point about the fact that, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what the play responsibility is? And then when obviously you put the pads on and if you know these things, how does it look when you have to maneuver against defensive linemen, linebacker safeties? I thought it was a great point. So much about the running back position is about, it's not just reading and reacting, but in a way it kind of is, right? You've got to be able to see the hole. You've got to anticipate where defenders are going and you have to be able to attack that hole, that crease with confidence. And so these young backs, they're able to go out there and get the, it's not, it's, it's more than mental reps, but at the same time, like, like we're talking about here, there's not full contact out there. You don't have Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell attacking those gaps at full speed. So it's going to be different. Of course, we understand that. But knowing your responsibility, being able to anticipate where that crease is going to come, being able to trust your blocking, staying patient, especially for speedy backs like Jaleel McLaughlin and Tyler Beatty, 
that's a big deal. So I think that's it's an important distinction that Sean Payton made and talked about. And I love that he said these guys are willing to work, right? These guys are willing to learn. Those are important things, I think, for young players that as we progress, as we get to the full padded days, as we get to the preseason, they're just stacking day on top of day on top of day, and they'll be able to make their case as soon as those pads come on. It's the important thing too. And I like what he mentioned too about his coaches is don't rush to don't rush to be too quick to evaluate these guys based on what you're seeing right now without pads. Let's just be patient in our observations. I love that. I think it's a great ploy now. But let's transition over here to Russell Wilson as well, who took some time to meet with the media this offseason. We've only been able to meet with Russ twice, once during OTAs and once so far here at the start of training camp. And I, I wanted to ask Russ because a lot of the conversation was, how's it been working with Peyton? Did you like that? You know, he, he went to bat for you. And of course, he had a lot of great things to say. We'll expand on that. But We've always seen, Sarah, going back to even the preseason when he was a rookie, when he played the Broncos, you saw that this guy had a chip on his shoulder. I asked him, how has he maintained that over the course of his career? How does it fuel him? And also, ultimately, how can it impact his teammates? Here's what he had to say. You know, I think that, um, you know, for me, ever since I've come to the league, I came in the league in 2012. You know, this will be my 12th year. Um, you know, we've had some, you know, some really good years along the way. Um, and so I think that, but every day what motivates me, number one, is my faith, you know, just honoring what God gave me, you know, and uh, he gave me a special gift to play this game. I'm, I'm grateful for that every day. I think the second thing is just my family, you know. Um, you know, I, my dad used to say your name carries weight. So I think just understanding that every time you step on the field, uh, you're trying to give your best every day um, for you, your family, for everybody that, that cares about you. And I think ultimately you're trying to do it for your teammates, you know, and just um, you know, trying to really uh, be the best version of me, the best version of us collectively. And uh, if we can do that together, I think we got a great chance. Cody, it reminds me, I've been watching a lot of the destroying videos on YouTube, you know, and the, the defensive backs coach on there, he starts every video off by being like, put your name on the map, put your family on the map, put your game on the map. Russell Wilson kind of listed those things off one by one, didn't he? So I, I love it. And I think Russ, he's just a consistent guy. We heard today at practice, he didn't go do the high fives with the entire crowd like he did last year at training camp. Obviously a little bit more reeled in, in terms of what did Sean Payton say in that USA, uh, the pomp and circumstance or things like that. So Russ is a little more reeled in, but he's still the same guy in terms of press conference. And I think he just exuded confidence, right? And, and he talks it talked a lot about this last year if you listen to Broncos press conferences with Russell Wilson last year he talked so much about the be being the same guy in the highs as he is in the lows being the same guy on the mountaintops as in the valleys he knows what it's like to be on the mountaintop Cody and now he knows what it's like to be in the deepest and darkest of valleys as well so Russ has a lot of work to do to get himself out of that but I think he has the mental fortitude and obviously the background to be able to do that and there's a lot of backing as well of Sean Payton. I mean, he called him a legend and, and in his press conference had said, when Payton walks in the room, you can feel his presence. And I think as a as a, a player, like if you have 53 players right now, it's 90. But if you have 53 players and you have a coach who walks in there and you have that presence, it's notable. You feel it. And look, no disrespect to Nathaniel Hackett. I don't like that we have to keep bringing him up, but you just didn't have that presence in there. Like it, it, he had an energy to him, right? Hackett did. 
But when Peyton walks in, people perk up a little bit. Your ears, you know, you sit up a little bit taller. I don't think you had that with Nathaniel Hackett. And, and look, different strokes for different folks here. But I think he also quoted Russ talked about a time where Bill Cowher gave him some great advice. He told him, you know what you've got to love? You've got to respect and love the journey, even when it gets tough. And last year, it was the toughest I think we've ever seen in Russell Wilson's career in terms of the beating that he took. And look, it's all part of the process. If he gets back to who we know he can be and he wins and the Broncos are winning, I think that you we're going to look back at that and say, you know what, that was just part of the journey, which hopefully that is just the case here for the Denver Broncos. Well, Broncos country, our conversation will continue as well. We get to hear from Zach Allen, new free agency acquisition on Friday following Broncos practice. Not to mention the Broncos also had a visit from a familiar face. We'll dive deep into that, and you're going to get that on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. You make Locked on Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Well, for your second listen, NFL training camp is here. That means you need to go tune in to the Locked on NFL podcast. You can get that for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. The biggest stories featuring the local experts covering them up close and personal. You're going to get that part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. When the Broncos lost defensive linemen Draymond Jones and Deshaun Williams in NFL free agency, a lot of our conversation and our question marks surrounded what will the addition of Zach Allen look like here for the Broncos defensive line? What about the health of other guys? What does the depth of that room look like? The Broncos were just impacted by a suspension to that room as well, but Zach Allen giving a lot of great insight when he stepped to the podium on Friday following day three of Broncos practice in the public. Real quick, Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. We appreciate you, whether you watch on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to us every single day. Now that the season is here, you can expect episodes essentially almost every day, maybe minus the Sunday, but we appreciate you so much for staying locked in and locked on. Sarah, when we look at Zach Allen in terms of some of the conversations had, he gave some good insight for him. He said this has been an acclimation process, coming to Denver, finding a place to live, a lot of those things, and, and really just bonding with his teammates. He said that process has been really good for him. But when we talk about the football side of things and you look at the defensive line, he gave a lot of praise, kind of similar to what DJ Jones did just a few days ago. He did, Cody, and especially to, obviously, his coaches. Defensive line coach Marcus Dixon, one of two guys retained by Sean Payton from the previous staff. And really, it's it's tough as we talk about the running back position as well. It's not full contact. It's probably even harder to evaluate defensive line or offensive line, for that matter. And he talked about that. He said they're kind of just making the best of the situation. Obviously, not wearing pads at this point. But he said they're still having productive days. They're working on gap integrity and they're trusting Marcus Dixon specifically. What he said is trusting him to break down the technique and evaluate performance on the practice field that way, which I think is so critical. So, so important to get those fine details right. You want to be able to not have uh, defensive holding on the interior defensive line and you can work on those things at this such time a dumb of year. Rule. So, I hate it. Such a it, it it's it's one of the most frustrating things when you see a, a great play made and it's like defensive holding. Uh, what is it? Isn't it a five yard penalty too? It sounds stupid. I mean, it's an automatic first down. I don't get it, Cody. I I, I hate for a it defensive so much. Lineman. Yeah, for a defensive lineman, it's like what is he supposed to do? But anyway, for Zach Allen, obviously that's an evaluation piece for him. And he also talked about being still in Vance Joseph's defense, being able to kind of hit the ground running 
and in that way, because obviously he played in it in Arizona the last handful of years. And shoot, I mean, he might be joined soon by another guy who used to play in Vance Joseph's defense. But I liked what we heard from Zach Allen there today. And obviously, like we talked about off the air, kind of a man of a uh, few words. Yeah, and it's not like in a bad way where he's like a man of few words and doesn't like talking to the media. I just think that I think he's a generally shy guy. Like he just he's a football guy. He's excited about playing. He he expressed so many times to reiterate how grateful he is to be here. That he's got a job. That he's playing in the NFL. I mean, he's a terrific player. He plays with a high motor, and gosh, it is on display consistently at Broncos practice. And look, I'll even throw this out there as well. It was a little interesting because Mike McGlinchey missed practice for his second consecutive day due to personal reasons, excused there. And obviously we hope everything is okay. We don't know what's going on there, but being excused for a personal matter, hope everything is okay, whatever it may be. Garrett Bulls was out there at the start of practice, but then went back into the locker room. And then by the end of practice, walked back out. So those guys didn't get reps. So the offense in general saw, you know, some other guys step up to play some different tackles and look, going against your outside linebackers, Frank Clark, Randy Gregory. And then you go against guys like Zach Allen, Jonathan Harrison, DJ Jones. It's a tough task. And we, that's where we saw Russell Wilson's athleticism on display in terms of him rolling out, maybe running, having athletic plays that we didn't necessarily see in training camp last year. This defensive line, if they stay healthy, even talked about it, it feels like they can do a lot of great work this upcoming season. But you mentioned a very interesting point here. A former familiar face in Broncos country was in for a visit on Friday. Shelby Harris, per the NFL's transaction wire, was visiting Denver. We'll see if anything formulates to that. But obviously, Sarah makes sense a little bit, considering that Denver's depth was a little bit tested there with the suspension to Inyoma Uwazarike that obviously frees up number 96. For Shelby Harris, do you think that we may see something where Shelby does come back to Denver and is on the roster? I really hope so, Cody. I think as we talked about with the pass rush off the edge before the Frank Clark signing, just a, another veteran would really raise the floor for the defensive line right now. And what does that mean? It means that right now your floor is a bit lower, especially if you have even just one injury to one of your starters, the guys that we've heard from the last couple of days, namely Zach Allen and DJ Jones. One of those guys gets hurt. All of a sudden you're in a really precarious situation, especially over the long haul of an NFL season. So bringing in a veteran like Shelby Harris would be awesome for the Broncos. And in, oddly enough, Cody, as I've kind of monitored Twitter after that news broke, a lot of Cleveland Browns fans on my timeline, very upset about the news that Shelby Harris visiting Denver. So maybe Cleveland fans were hoping for Shelby Harris, but I don't know. I just thought that was weird and, and a little factoid to throw in there. So if the Broncos do sign Shelby, it won't just be uh, Broncos fans excited. It'll be Cleveland Browns fans a little sad, apparently. So another win amongst many over the course of history for the Broncos over the Cleveland Browns, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the drive. And, you know, I tell you what, like if you're a Broncos fan as well, I do want to throw a little special plug out there. Uh, if you're here in Denver and you're at a local King Supers or if you're list, you know, if you don't live in Denver, they have Drive Coffee, which you all know is the official sponsor of the Broncos, the coffee sponsor of them. Fantastic. In your local King Supers, you can go to drivecoffee.com to get some as well. I put a, a tweet out on social media. But hey, as Broncos camp is here, preseason approaching, you want Broncos coffee. They have you covered, and we'll also have you covered here every single day here on the Locked On Broncos podcast for all your training camp updates, news, reaction, analysis, and more. You're going to get that here with Sarah Bettinger and myself every single day 
all year long. Broncos fans, we appreciate you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. Saturday's practice at the Centura Health Training Center is back together weekend. We'll have you covered with the immediate recap and more here on Locked on Broncos. We'll see you then.